Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm one of your hosts, Yucca. And I'm the other one, Mark. And today we are talking about transitioning into the autumn or the fall, that sort of nesting and collecting of your acorns, metaphoric, and and all of that. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're like us, the autumn is a, a really lovely time. It's just, it's a time to be enjoyed for so many different reasons. And as pagans who like sort of the products of nature, right? There's a lot of stuff out there. There's leaves and there's pine cones and there's late flowers. And of course, there's all the stuff pouring out of the gardens. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, there's a lot of opportunity to decorate and celebrate and kind of button things up for when around our homes. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. Well, and there's also a lot of those practical things that we're doing that are a wonderful opportunity to invite more meaning and ritual into our lives as we're doing those things anyways. Right. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, all that food preparation stuff that, I mean, it's practical, right? Because it's food preparation, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty witchy. (laughs) When you you get down to it, you know, the brewing and the pickling and the drying and all that stuff, it's all very witchy. Yeah. Well, and, and even things also like you're switching out, you're bringing your sweaters out, right? Bringing sure. those out and, and going through and making sure the moths didn't get into them and putting the, the heavier blankets on the bed and, and all of those sorts of things. You know, there's, oh, there was an episode we did a few years back at this point about the kind of bringing the magic into things we mm-hmm. talked about, like, you know, when you're putting the shampoo on your head, it's not just shampoo but it's your your magical potion of charisma or whatever it is there's so much of that that this time of year i think there's just a opportunity for yeah there's at least in the temperate zone there's Mm -hmm. so much of a sense of transition there's kind of a magic in the air the weather is changing the character of the light is changing it won't be long before in most places the daylight savings thing changes so the whole sense of the length of the day changes and that's just a really ripe canvas for for doing our creative ritual activity around yeah so last week we did talk about the equinox but there are there any things that you have been doing since then in the in the last week or so or things that you will be doing that fit in with this transition theme that we're talking about well one thing that i did was my northern california ethiopian affinity group which calls itself the live oak circle went camping last mm. weekend and that was really cool to you know to do to do an equinox ritual in person with people and we're still getting to know one another and still kind of feeling our way. So, you know, that, that will, that will mature over time, but it's really a lovely group of people, very diverse, very interesting. And I just, I had a wonderful time. 
And so that was something that I, I did for the equinox season that I'm really happy about. In Go your ahead. climate, is is camping during the winter a, a possibility? Or is this really your last camp of the, the year? It's a possibility, but you're going to get rained on. Okay. And I don't mind snow for camping very much because it's drier. Mm-hmm. But rain can really be a pain. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's everything's all muddy and it, it can really be a pain. But that said, the I've gone camping in, say, February, which is the wettest month of the year for us. And it's been glorious. It's I've gone out to the coast. The, the waves are all stormy. And there are not many people out there because it's not tourist season. So you can really have a wonderful experience doing that. Mm, nice. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I think I had cut you off. You were starting to say something else as well. Probably, but I have no idea (laughs) what it was now. So that's something that I did. And my partner, Nemea, brought home an armature for a wreath This made out of grape vines this week that we're Mm. going to put seasonal things on and hang on our door. Mm. So that's another thing that hasn't been done yet, but will be. We have to go out and collect some leaves and pine cones and things like that because it's just the leaves are just starting to turn here. I mean, week before last, we had a we had temperatures from the high 90s to 117 over a space of about seven oh, days. So hot. Yeah. And so now I think the trees are figuring out that okay, we're done with that. Now it's <laughs> it's time to start shutting down. Right. And some of that is is cued by the light right? more than the temperature. It depends on the species, but the, the light can really play a role in, in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, we don't have a lot of trees that do change in the autumn. We have a few, but for the most part, you can still feel it in the air here, but the flowers have really changed. This is the end of our monsoon season. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of flowers. And this past week, the the kiddos and I went out and just gathered a whole bunch of flowers. And we had a dear friend with us as well, who showed the kids how to weave the the flowers and they made flower crowns. And even though that's something that is more associated with spring on like a larger level for us it's more of a fall thing because that's when we actually have the flowers right we have like some little tiny things in the spring but they're just but usually the the end of winter is very dry for us right when we do get snows it's more in in the beginning of like more in a january february time but Mm -hmm. by the time we get into march and april there's not much moisture so there really isn't a lot in the spring but in the autumn, we've got these all kinds of mallows and sunflowers and verbena and all of these beautiful things to to weave in and add. And we were talking about bef- before we started recording, I was showing Mark the the photos from it. And Mark, you suggested, and I love this idea of putting, if you had leaves, putting leaves in and doing leaf crowns and mm-hmm you know, the cone, pine cones and, and whatever it is that's in your environment that is, that is fall or autumn for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, one idea 
that you could do as a part of your equinox celebration actually would be to have to crown like an autumn king and an autumn queen or autumn royalty of whatever gender mm -hmm. to kind of oversee the feast mm -hmm. right and it'd be really cute if those were kids <laughs> yes um, so because, my goodness the kids with with flower crowns and leaf crowns is just cute just bet. too cute <laughs> you bet so that's that's something else that you could do theoretically i i mean there's there's so much that's so aesthetically pleasing about this time of the year to bring it into your house and make it clear that there's less of a division between inside and outside, I think is something that can be really valuable for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of that, depending on how far north or how far cold your climate gets, it is a little bit of a last chance this time of year for mm -hmm. some of the outdoor stuff because- mm -hmm when the snows do come, when the bitter cold does come, there's a lot more of that just staying nestled inside. So I think of this a lot as like a nesting time, getting ready, right? Just like, that's what I see the animals outside doing. The ones that stay here. Well, we still have a few that have not left. I saw some hummingbirds today and I'm going, hey, Get, get going. Yeah. Get going. You're not going to like it here. But the ones that, that stay here, you know, all of our little rodents and the jays and things, they're busy as can be right now, just packing away their cheeks full. The jays, it's so funny. They can have multiple, we leave sunflower seeds out for them, which they've now planted everywhere, but they can fit multiple ones in their beak at once. So you'll see them going by with like three or four seeds in one beak. And then the, mm -hmm. all the squirrels and chipmunks with their faces just stuffed full of whatever it is that they can uh -huh. find. Nice. Um, and so I, I kind of feel like that, right? Just uh -huh. stuffing, you know, it's time to stuff things in. But it's a good time also for a fall cleaning. We have a spring cleaning as a tradition mm -hmm. in the larger culture. But it's a good time to do that fall cleaning and clean out all the stuff from summer that's gone, Right. You're getting rid right. of that stuff. You don't need that anymore. And bring out, you know, bring out the things that you do. What are your the boots? If you're in a, I'm sure this is for your environment. You probably have yes. some big boots, the nice, rain boots, those nice rubber nice wellies, or yeah, yeah, you know, maybe put those flip flops away. Bring out the wellies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think of it this way: we're going to be spending a lot more time indoors now. Mm hmm uh going forward for the next six months or so right because the conditions are going to get more inhospitable outside mm -hmm. so let's make the inside a place we want to be you know let's make it cozy and comfortable and pretty and practical and all those different kinds of dimensions of what makes a real home mm -hmm. yeah and there are ritual things that we can do that can contribute to that, which is can be fun. I think, you know, assembling that wreath and putting it on the on the doorstep, I think, is going to be a great thing. Mm. Also, getting dried squashes and pumpkins and so forth to so beautiful to decorate the front area. Just yes. We, we were talking about this before we started to record. Yes, it's true. Pumpkins tend to be associated with Halloween and Hallows, but 
they're available now and they're actually pouring out of the gardens right now so this is when know, they grab start. a few yeah and there are some some really fun ones if you haven't grown them that's one of the ones i really encourage you to try because squash are pretty forgiving mm-hmm. for, for being grown and you can grow in a five gallon bucket and get one mm. of those you can you can grow maybe one plant but you could do something like one of those those little jackby littles have you seen those little pumpkins they're about the size of like your fist oh yeah um yeah those are a great one and some of the smaller ones you could grow a big one but those are ones that you could do in your window if you don't have any backyard wow to put it in if you do but you gotta have your big container right you can, mm-hmm. you can get away with one or so and then they'll just take over but the smaller mm. the the smaller the winter squash is the more of them you're likely to get if you're trying to grow one of your like your huge like fair winning pumpkins right. you're not going to be able to pull that off indoors or on a balcony but something little sure. you might be able to and they're usually pretty easy to save seeds from too so if you mm. go to the the farmers market or even the grocery store and you see that really weird pumpkin with all the like bumps on it and those strange colors and mm-hmm. stuff just save one or two of those right and see if the next next year maybe you can get that to to grow in your house or on your porch or and if it doesn't work then would you lose right, right. yeah you're gonna you, yeah you, you had the pumpkin anyway so yeah yeah it's what you lost was one bite of toasted pumpkin seeds yeah (laughs) so yeah so pumpkins and depending on how far along they are in your climate the dried sunflower heads i just love those ones mine they're not in my area they're not quite ready we need another another couple weeks but for the big like the mammoth sunflowers and they're Mm -hmm. just so beautiful you see that spiral pattern of the seeds Mm -hmm. assuming you can get to it before the birds do Right. Yeah. But if you pick it before the seeds have developed, then they're not going to develop on the the head. Right. So if you if you want to save one of those, let's say you have several flowers, you can put a paper bag over it as long as it's still attached to the the plant, but it won't fully develop. It's not like some of those little grasses and things. If you cut those off early, then they'll just ripen really quick. Mm -hmm. There's just not enough time for those big sunflowers to do that. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, And of course, you know, we're talking about produce. And so even if you don't have your own garden, this is the time for the fruit stands and the vegetable stands. And, you know, it's, it's a time, even, even if you do most of your shopping at a market, you know, if that's where you get most of your food, do some exploring, find out what the local varieties are of things, you know, play around with some new vegetables, because there are going to be weird things that you just don't really (laughs) recognize or understand how to use. And of course, you can pick up things for preservation, which is a big part traditionally of this time of year, as people work to save as many calories as they possibly can for the winter when when the food systems are not going to be producing mm-hmm. so and this is a fun time of year to, to try with the pickling and the fermenting speaking of those sort of witchy looking and feeling things right you can have those right. nice jars that's definitely fun to do 
Yeah, get some local honey and do a quick mead that'll be ready by Hallows. You can do some of that. Yeah, meads and ciders are really easy. They're they not are. like they're not like beer that is much more finicky and you need more equipment and stuff. You and can there are do... so many more steps. Yeah. For for beer. Beer is really actually a pretty complicated chemistry experiment mm-hmm. when you get down to it. Making the the wort so that the food for the yeast is absolutely perfect to create a particular flavor. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, an art. It is. It's an art. And there are people that are very good at it. I'm not one of them <laughs> because I discovered that there's all this fantastic beer available for 10 bucks a six pack. <laughs> and I don't have to learn to be a master. Other people have, have done that for me. Right. But well, I do like you're making gonna be... mead. If it's something you're going to be consuming a lot of versus something you're making just a small amount for just mm-hmm. sort of the joy of it, you know, the, you have different considerations. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're only doing a five gallon carboy full, mm-hmm. then that's a pretty easy project. Yeah. So it's something to look into. It's, yeah. And and there is definitely a sense of pride and accomplishment when you make a nice beverage like that and people enjoy it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an opportunity to be creative about bottle labels and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. Another one to, to look into if you're interested in making things like that, but you don't want as high of an alcohol content is kombucha. Kombucha Uh is really easy to make. And when you make it at home, it it can have a higher content than what you would buy in the store. Still not going to be very much though. Like if you want to have an alcoholic kombucha, you've got to (laughs) try. You've got to go out of your way to make it that way. You're you're not going to accidentally make it as high content as your ciders or wines, beers, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you'll get a pretty low amount. Um, so that's a really fun one that also if you're looking for something to feel super witchy with, like it makes this, the scoby on top that it makes is this bizarre bubbly looking, it's really cool. And if you've got kids, you can, <laughs> that you can let them poke it and stuff and it's, it's fun. Uh, so. Another option, which is fully non-alcoholic is to make what are called shrubs. Mm-hmm. Shrubs are syrups that you add to sparkling water. They're made with vinegar and sugar and various kinds of herbs and fruits. Mm-hmm. So like strawberry and basil is, you know, one combination. There's, there's lots of recipes on the internet for making shrubs. I know it's a weird name. I didn't get it either, um, yeah. but that's what they're called. They're called shrubs. And they used to be very popular in the 19th century. They were, they were very, very common. And so you make these concentrated syrups and then you mix it with sparkling water and, it, and maybe toss in, you know, another basil leaf or something for some fresh aromatics. And they're these very complex, interesting things to drink, but they don't have any alcohol in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like something I'm sure that somebody is really passionate about and has their their blog or channel mm-hmm. on the boat. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, pivoting away from the kitchen in the home, there's also things that, that we might be doing like the buttoning up of the windows, right? Mm-hmm. You're making sure that your windows seal properly and that the 
the door isn't isn't letting a draft through or something like that. And so that's that's really a lovely time to maybe do a a home kind of protection ritual or mm-hmm. cleaning ritual or something like that where maybe you're checking the window for the drafts but you know maybe there's something that you want to be meditating on at while you're doing that or sprinkling sure. some salt as well right you're going to protect from the drafts but also you know protect on on just sort of the symbolic level right and you can be very think about that sort of thing i mean what occurs to me is you can dip your fingertips into some rainwater that you've saved Mm-hmm. And then sort of flick it at the front door and it doesn't go through. So the the point being, you know, we're rainproofing the house. We're demonstrating that this is the weather's not going to get inside. Mm-hmm. Putting salt at the corners of the house is, of course, a traditional protection thing as well. There are lots of various witchy sorts of activities that I think can give us more of a sense of comfort and solidity and security in our in our homes, even though, you know, they're just symbolic actions and we know that, but that, that doesn't matter. They still affect us. And there's a good feeling about kind of taking care of yourself that way, about going through all of the gestures that are necessary in order to feel like you are in a secure and happy, warm and cozy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is just this is just one of my favorite times of year. I just want to say that, right? <laughs> just oh, and the chill and the it's still hot in the middle of the day for us, but uh-huh. in the mornings and the evenings it's got that little brisk and, you know. So, there's just so many lovely things. And as always, we really love hearing from all of you and you tell us about some of the things you do. Yes, like, especially if you're in other climes. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a there's a woman who's on the Ethiopian Council who comes to the Saturday morning Zoom mixers pretty frequently. And she was just saying this morning that it's just barely starting to be tolerably cool there now. It's still pretty hot. And mm-hmm. she's in Tampa, Florida. So right. she's actually in the subtropics. Yeah. Which is it's just a, it's a whole other deal, right? You know, the the dreaded season is not the winter. The dreaded season is the summer. <laughs> right. It's very hot and very humid and just not very hospitable, full of bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're ready for the mosquitoes to take a break here. Are we're you? really ready for them to take I, a break for this? I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure their mosquitoes are on a different level. Yeah. Well, because of all the moisture everywhere, right? There's there's enough moisture to support so much growth. Mm -hmm. So all the plants, all the animals, they really go to town. So what else? I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, this is a real season for paying attention just watching what's happening with the sky, you know, noticing the branches of the trees against the sky as they get more and more naked and lose their leaves. And in some places, that's a, that's an overnight. It's amazing how quick things yes. change. Yes. Right. And in others, it's a slow kind of drawn out process that, oh, what are we going through? And it just happens. And then others, it just happens. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, to me, the the time change is always kind of slamming the door on the remnants of summer and, you know, really, you know, bringing winter on board. But the time leading up to that, you know, the whole spoopy month of October and, you know, yeah. I mean, oh, we have some good topics coming up for October. I love, oh, we do. I love October. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's just, there's so much to be said about not only our practices as pagans, but just living a life, you know, the, the kinds of considerations that we have at that time of year are so profound thinking about mortality and about ancestry and all those kinds of things. Um, but this is the, this is the onset of that. This, this moment right here is when we, slip from summer mm-hmm. into this different transitional kind of state. And I, I just really enjoy it. I find myself even more attentive to what's going on outside and around me because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So I hope that wherever you are, you're having a similar experience of, of wonderful arrival of autumn, wherever you may be, and feel free to drop us a note about how you're experiencing that or what any of your traditions are for the autumn and going into, going into that October season. You can reach us, as always, at thewonderpodcastqs at gmail.com, and we always enjoy hearing from you. So thanks, thanks for everybody. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for being with us. We always appreciate so much that you listen. 